I'm Mick Hubert, voice of the Gators, and you're listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the flagship of the Florida Gators. Blake Alderman will talk recruiting, top of the 1 o'clock hour. But right now, we're going to talk UCF football uh, with a guy who does their play-by-play. So, uh... Without further ado, we'll bring Mark Daniels in to talk about UCF. Hello, Mark. How are you? Good, Steve. How are you? I'm good, and thank you for doing this. Um, I, boy, I don't know where to start here. It's been a, a, a terrific year again for UCF, and congratulations uh, to you all with that. Um, tell me about Heupel versus, I don't say versus Frost, but with Frost. Um, in their coaching styles, Mark, is there a big difference at all? Uh, well, there's some similarities in the sense of the younger guys that I think relate well to today's college football player. They understand, I think, what matters in recruiting the kids today. And I think uh, they understand what we might think are either simplistic or wonder why it's a big deal. Uniform colors, playing loud music at practice, you know, having an open environment in your football office. I think from a style standpoint, you know, Scott comes from that Chip Kelly, Oregon philosophy offensively. Josh is more of that, uh, uh, you know, Baylor kind of five widespread uh, offense. Um, so there's some similarities and differences. I think, Steve, we may have spoken before, you know, Josh is, uh, uh, Josh to me has done an amazing job. People think, well, look, you went undefeated last year and entered a great team. You're supposed to do it again. You guys know it's hard to win every game, no matter what people think of your schedule. But he had to convince a football team had a lot of guys coming back. I mean, there's six guys that left there playing the pros. He didn't convince guys to buy into his vision, but I think Josh was smart to say, what matters to you? And and the leaders of this team said, look, this matters. We need the music at practice. We love the uniforms, and, and can we keep some terminology that worked for us? And he was willing to accept that as well as put in some of his philosophies. And to, to, to build that relationship up to where it's been this year is more than just X and O's. Outside of that, I think Josh is an excellent X and O's coach. He's very smart, sees things well. And uh, has been able to keep it going and to build more at UCF, but they're far from done. Uh, you know, I think people forget when you're when you're playing Memphis here that uh, it was a one point game, and I think uh, UCF was down ten and then shut Memphis out the second half, and that was with Milton at quarterback. What's Memphis bring to the table, Mark? Well, uh, actually, they were down 16. They were third to 14, got a field goal before the half, and then uh, uh, 130-130 and shut out Memphis in the second half. But Memphis is very good at You know, Mike Norvell uh, was at Arizona State. He's done a great job at Memphis. They run a very high-powered offense. They run the ball extremely well. Daryl Henderson is an unknown to a lot of people. He's one of the best running backs in college football, and he's got a shot with a bowl game to rush for 2,000 yards. Patrick Taylor, their second back, he's got 895 yards. So they run the ball real well to set up the pass. Anthony Miller was their best receiver last year. He's playing for the Bears now. Uh, they still have talented there, but they they really run first to set up their pass. They're quick tempo like UCF, and, and it's worked where teams have a hard time keeping up with them. Uh, what's interesting in this game, there's a vision about UCF's offense. We'll get to McKenzie's absence in a second. That both Memphis and UCF like to chuck it up and down the field. These teams run the ball. Memphis comes in averaging 275. UCF averages 271. It's to me, whoever can run the ball effectively and stop the run is the best chance to win and win the turnover battle. Steve, that's the big thing for UCF. During this 24-game win streak, 
UCF is plus 34 in turnovers, mm. and that's a big factor that I think comes into play, especially when you're talking about working with somebody other than McKenzie Milton at quarterback. Well, you know, you mentioned Milton, and I don't know, you know, what there is to really say or ask Mark, except for, you know, to your knowledge, how is he doing? How are his spirits? What's his uh, prognosis from here? Well, Steve, you know, uh, last year we talked about the impact of Shaquem Griffin to the team, both on the field and off the field, and those spiritual leaders are not part of every recruiting cycle. You hope you find players like that. And by the nature of playing quarterback, McKenzie was going to be a leader, but he's become that guy that's impacted uh, people off the field. Every kid that's a UCF fan looks up to him, and, and, and his players love him. He suffered a really bad injury. What I can share, and out of respect to the family, there's sure. some things that they've opted to, to, to keep. But they have shared some stuff that the nerve damage has, uh, you know, for the most part been repaired. The blood flow is good in the leg. Uh, the next step is to evaluate the cartilage damage, uh, the ligament damage that's in there. Um, and he's got a long road back. This is not a question of, well, if he sits out next year. Okay, this is still about how do we fix the leg to the ability that, they know that he can live a normal life. We're not talking about football now. We hope that that's a discussion down the line. But he's doing better. He said a lot of people reach out to him, special type of kid that players beyond the UCF family, NFL players and others that have showed their support uh, for him. And he's getting better each day. Steve, he was uh, FaceTiming with uh, the quarterbacks at meetings and trying to help any way he can from a game planning standpoint. It's a competitor that he is and you know, the respect that uh, his teammates and a lot of people in college football have for him. Yeah, that's that's really good. Says a lot about the kid and certainly hope that uh, he will be okay in the end. What does Mac bring to the table at the quarterback position for you? Steve, if you look at him from a distance, he wears the same number Dante Culpepper did. You'd swear you'd see a twin from a standpoint <laughs> of his size. He's 6'4", 235. He's got an absolute cannon for an arm. And he's hard to bring down with one tackler. Now, in fairness to the great Dante Culpepper, <laughs> there's the experience factor that comes in here. Uh, Daryl's a kid that was a you know good recruited of high school playing that talented uh, you know DMV area district of Columbia, Maryland, Virginia, and uh, it's just experience and accuracy. He started a game against East Carolina uh, and then played a good chunk of the game against South Florida. The passing numbers don't jump off the page for you. He's a run threat. Uh, Josh Heupel's going to have to make a game plan where there are things that Daryl can succeed at. Look, UCF's got great running backs, great receivers. They've got speed, good guys in space. That's where they're going to have to find some opportunities for Daryl. He can throw a deep ball. Heck, he had a big third down and eight against USF, and it was still a two-possession game. Threw a beautiful 47-yard pass to Redford Snelson. So they'll have to take their shots, but they're going to have to do some things that make it easier for him. McKenzie has an incredible touch. McKenzie threw a great deep ball. McKenzie was able to see things before a play happened that elite quarterbacks can do. You can't ask Daryl to be able to do that right now because of the experience. But given the time, given the opportunity, I think Daryl's got a lot of skills that can make him a good quarterback. You just have to squeeze it into one week of preparation to play what's the next biggest game for UCF. Um, a lot of people on Florida's end, on UCF's end, maybe looking to the two teams playing in a bowl game from your world and, and the fan base there, Mark, is that something that UCF fans are looking forward to if it happens? Well, obviously, UCF's first attention is not wanting a, a game on Saturday. If that was to happen, they know they're going to play in a New Year's Six Bowl for the second straight year and you know for the third time in the last uh, uh, six seasons. Um, would UCF love to play Florida? Absolutely. 
And it's not just to, Steve, you know, to prove anything. It's just an opportunity against a brand name that you have a chance to go up and, and, and compete against. And there's great respect for the job Dan Mullen has done. There's other factors that you know comes into play. The Peach Bowl loved having UCF last year. They brought over 30,000 people. Do you repeat a team going back there to take a group of five teams a second straight year? Those are factors that may come into play here. There's a sense that if UCF wins this game, they likely would head to the Fiesta Bowl. I don't yep. think it's 100%. But there's a likelihood of doing that. The potential, I think, of the Peach Bowl of maybe a Michigan-Florida game is appealing to them, a potential LSU-UCF game of the Fiesta Bowl. I'd love to play the game against Florida. Um, I don't think it's, uh, you know, I, certainly not my, uh, my choice. I don't think, like, Florida's afraid to play UCF because of what's at I think it'd be great for both schools. Yeah. Um, I'm not quite sure that opportunity uh, is going to happen. Uh, there's no question that both teams would sell tickets and buy hotel rooms. So that's not an economic decision uh, by any means for the Peach Bowl, but there's some other factors that may come into play. Uh, final thing. Uh, i got like two minutes, Mark. Uh, I really like McCray. I think he's a very underrated running back. Tell me what he brings to the table for UCF. Steve, you'd love the kid. If you didn't see him in uniform, he's just a kid that's got glasses and braces that walks around on campus. You would think he's a bookworm. He is a bookworm. <laughs> he you know, was at Navy, left Navy, walked on to UCF. And, Steve, when the spring ended, he was the fourth running back. And wow. he is still the fourth running back for UCF, the way they use their running backs. Uh, but he's so quick to stop and move and cut. And he, he stays low, gets a handoff, needs a little bit of a crack, but knows how to keep his body balance and cut and move. He's averaging nine yards a carry uh, for UCF. Could get named to the third team all-conference for quite a lot, but he averages nine yards a carry. He's got 900 yards as the fourth-string running back for UCF. He's a great kid. He's part of what college football is about. You don't have to have three, four, five stars. You can have two, and he barely has those, and he's a very effective back that if I think it goes according to plan. I'll have a big game on Saturday as well. Yeah, because I, I just watching him and you telling me he's a third or fourth string back, I, I was very impressed with that kid. So what you say uh, just kind of backs that up. My friend, it's always a pleasure to have you here. Good luck in the game against Memphis. And if I don't talk to you, have a great holiday. I always appreciate you doing this. Thank you, Steve. Anytime. Thanks you got it, care. Mark. Thank you. Does a great job with UCF. Mark Daniels uh, joining us on the program. That, that McCray kid. Last week at 182 or something like that yards uh, and averaged 11 yards a carry when they beat Charlie Strong's team. Um, so, yeah, he's the third-string guy, fourth-string guy. And remember, as he just said, when they played Memphis with Mackenzie Milton, it was a 31-30 to game. Now, that was in Memphis. So uh, we'll see what happens this weekend. Very intriguing matchup. Our thanks this hour to Barry Melrose talking National Hockey League from ESPN to the SEC Network's Laura Rutledge and to Mark Daniels from UCF. If you want to talk about or learn about recruiting, well, my next guest, top of the hour, will talk to you about that. Blake Alderman will join us. And after that, it'll be open mic, open forum. So we want to hear from you and take your questions, calls, and comments. You're tuned to ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF.